Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's up? This is up. We're recording. We're live. Thanks for being here. How's it going? <laughs> Good, thank you. Yeah, really, really excited to be on here. Thank you for having me. So just to give everyone a little bit of a quick background, you've figured out ways or you're doing things to help people through yoga. Is that basically yeah. it? How did this come about? Where did it come from? Where was the motivation? How did it all tell us all how it started out? We'll go from there. Yeah. So I previously used to be a veterinary nurse, or in your your terminology, a veterinary technician, I think, in America. And yeah, I did that for 19 years. And in 2006, I was really, really, really stressed out. And every day, like I was head nurse of a branch surgery and there was so much or so many things that I needed to do and to to make the practice run well. And that was very, very stressful. And then we had a vet that would always go against what I would say. And even though it would be like my decision, he would have the general, the, the end bit of the say, and it would always go against what I would say compared to everybody else. And then one day I just came home and I was like, right, I said to my husband or boyfriend at that time, um, we need to go away. We need to go on holiday and we need to get out of here because he was really, really stressed out as well with his job. And with our relationship, we didn't really have a relationship. It was like we were working, come home, have dinner, go to bed, get up early, the work, whole work life cycle. There was no life cycle at all. And yeah, then it took us six months to save up and we did a backpacking trip around the world. And that was incredible. And that kind of saved our relationship that made us come back together again. But while we were in Thailand, we were relaxing on a beach in Koh Phangan, And I just saw five Thai people doing really weird things in the sand, which turned out to be yoga. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. That looks incredible. I need that in my life right now. So when we got to Malaysia, we, um, I purposely like hunted down a bookshop and found an idiot's guide to yoga, which I still got actually. I need to find that. <laughs> and then I was doing like all crazy kinds of moves all in the the dorms that we were in crashing into the bunk beds and stuff like that and then my partner thinking what are you doing (laughs) and then when we got to New Zealand uh, I bought a mat and I still have that like nearly 16 years later and that was kind of my yoga the start of my yoga journey and it was just amazing and I felt so connected back to him that 
yoga was just incredible. And, and a lot of people think, especially in the Western world, that it's more of a fitness thing, but actually it's a lifestyle. And I started off with the fitness thing as well, but it's more of a lifestyle. And then it just made us feel so much better within ourselves and within our work and then our relationship as well. And then in 2012, I had a miscarriage and I, that, that was like another thing of our relationship was breaking up and it was like, right, okay, what do we do? How do we fix this? So communication and and have fun again. And we were grieving the the baby that I lost and that I was blaming myself and he was blaming himself. But actually what we forgot to do was communicate because I would think, oh, he's thinking that, but actually he wasn't thinking that. And it just, yeah, that kind of broke us as well. And then we kind of came back to ourselves with yoga, with meditation, with journaling. And then we went on to have two more children and they're absolutely fine and they're beautiful and chaos, but yeah, it's good fun. (laughs) So now I teach females or um, professional women that are stuck in their relationships where I've been like really, really stressed out. They've got high profile jobs, just really highly stressed And they either have a family or they don't, but they still struggle in their relationship. So I come from a place of peace and calm and do yoga, meditation, journaling, breathwork practices, all these different kind of holistic treatments, I suppose, to bring yourself back into your relationship where you can have a fun and happy, healthy relationship. But it's kind of coming from a self-care point of view rather than coming from like a marriage counselor point of view because most of them or therapists they will always come from what is broken whereas I come from a place of okay how can we heal you first and then you can then heal your own relationship so yeah that's my story sorry babbling on (laughs) no you're fine like uh I'm I don't know a lot about relationships or you know just from what I've read or talking with people like yourself but so you know, I had a lot of questions that you were, th- I was thinking about while you were talking, but I guess. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, so, and uh, the first one, I guess, is that, you know, you said a lot of doctors and therapists will go from a point of being broken rather than being healed. Mm-hmm. Is that just because, is it, I guess, general narrative that you have to fix what's broken first before you can? Yes. Is that what they're thinking? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's 60% of couples will stay together after therapy, but 40% don't. And that's still really, really high. So yes, it is a good thing that therapists are out there, but they are trying to fix a problem that is within the relationship and not within yourself. So they're putting things on you that you think, oh yeah, actually that is wrong. But is it? Does it feel right? Does it feel wrong? How does it feel in in that relationship? Uh, yeah. yeah. So they're not really. You don't think they're really getting to the stem of the problem, the root of the problem with that method. That's yeah. what it seems like. Because if you're only trying to fix one thing and not actually trying to, I guess yeah. like you said heal something. Yeah. That, you know, Definitely. yeah. Sixty forty is like you said. It's a pretty good number, but I still feel that it's almost still feels like a fifty fifty chance almost. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And I think a lot of the people that I deal with, like my clients all come everything comes from a childhood trauma or experience or they are dealing with with yeah with trauma 
but they don't really know how to deal with it. And then when they come into a relationship, they're just bringing that into the relationship. So they're already stressed out and they're already subconsciously worrying about what happened in their childhood. And then it comes out in other things. So you could get triggered by something that, like I'm working with a lady at the moment and she she married somebody exactly like her mother. And now she's really struggling because she just thought, well, that's all I've known. So I'm going to go for that person. And you think, wow, that that is actually that kind of sums up what I do. (laughs) That people have issues in their past that they don't even realize and that they have to sort out their own issues before they come into a relationship. Because then you bring up so much more because you're then trying to be with that person that also possibly has trauma because everybody seems to have trauma, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but you don't realize it. And the more I do this kind of work, the more I'm uncovering things from my childhood (laughs) that I didn't even know. I thought I had a good childhood and upbringing and I did, but some things just think, ah, that's why that happened. And that's what that happened. And that's what that means. (laughs) So true. uh... I agree because I've had some talks with some friends over drinks and dinner, food, whatever, and that we've, you know, we've asked or I've asked that, do you think most general problems come from, you know, childhood trauma of some sort, you know, whether it be a micro trauma or, but, and, and, and to your point, yes, like, it seems like that a lot of people are still have never confronted their trauma or figured out how to get over it, whatever you want to say, and that it just carries on with them into their current relationships and then their future relationships and not, and not just, you know, partner relationships, but, you know, work culture relationships yeah. or whatever in that. I guess my point is that, that I'm wondering if you can't really know how to go into your future until you know where you've been. Does that kind of yes. make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you uncover things, the more you then start to understand where different things have come from and you can then piece together how you are feeling. So subconsciously, you don't realize what is happening to you in your body until something else comes up. And then you think, ah, okay, that makes sense. That's why I feel like that. Or that's why I go for a particular person or especially work relationships, work employees, employers, different things can keep coming up all the time and you don't know how to realize it. But it's also unlearning things, especially in our cultures that we have now, especially in the Western world, we are taught to constantly work, 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 work all the time. And there's no, you just have to constantly work. But I only found this out a couple of weeks ago, actually a couple of months ago, that women, obviously women only have like, women have a 28 day cycle. Men have a 24 hour cycle. So the way our, um, what's the word? Like the way our working society is, is set up like a nine to five job, as a male environment rather than using our own as women using our own cycles to do things to get done to to do the best you can within your 28 day cycle because in your 28 day cycle you have different you've got four different areas so one might be creating and things like that but that only lasts for five or six days so if you've got a massive project on at work that you're expected to do in a certain amount of days, you should then keep that until you're really creative part of your cycle. But that's understanding cycles and that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause I've never heard that before that a tw- guys have a 24 hour cycle and you would you say tw- females have a 28 day cycle? Hmm. Yeah. That's something I would like to talk about later, but anyway, that's we're neither yeah. here for that right now, but 
And, and going to your point earlier, though, about how you were kind of going home, you were working, coming home, like eating, sleep, and then wake up, going back over and do it again. Is that also another issue? You know, like when talking about modern society or the modern world that I guess relationships have, because I've, in my previous ones and and even in my current routines and everything, that's basically how my life works. You know, I, you know, go to work, come home, do a podcast, eat get up, train and do all that rinse, repeat until the weekend. And yeah. even the same thing then, and just people get stuck in that, that loop where it's almost just, and it starts to build up and you're like, Oh, how much longer can I keep doing this? And, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it just becomes a chore in the end rather sure. than actually, Oh, actually I'm really excited to go to the gym. Am I really excited to go to the gym? Oh, I did that yesterday. I can't be bothered. So it's kind of, you do end up with, just resenting your life, but then you're not actually having fun. So my three things in, in a relationship are communication, sure. fun, and listening. Because if you haven't got those three in any relationship, work or personal or anything, you are going to come unstuck. Because if you can't have fun in your own life, when are you going to fit this funness in? And yes, you need to go to work. Yes, you need to earn money. But how can you do slightly less work and more fun? Because then when you're having fun, you're then exciting yourself, you're feeling good about yourself, you're releasing your serotonin and your dopamine, your calming hormones, decreasing your cortisol level, which is your stress hormone. So then you start to feel better immediately. Your endorphins, your happy hormone when you go to the gym as well. So the more you feel better about yourself, the more you then want to have fun and try to slightly get rid of less work and more fun. Even if that is just going out for the evening or watching a, a favorite TV program or doing something for you, because that will bring back the, the fun in your yourself. No, I agree. I agree. And to your first one, communication, that's one thing I've learned that seems to be the most, one of the most important ones to me. And just because if you're on two different wavelengths and not really understand and he, he, yeah, like maybe I should take this back. Okay. So even just interpreting a text message wrong, because, you know, most people are spending their lives, you know, 40 hours a week with their work families, so to speak, you know, quote unquote, rather than, you know, their actual families. And so trying to get there on the same page, you know, like you said, you're going to go pick up your children later and whatever, or if you misinterpret a text message or whatever, it can cause the snowball effect and cause a huge problem that it was never meant to be the way that it was meant to read, I guess is how I'm trying to say. Yeah. And that's yeah. one thing I have learned that, you know, even if there is problems, if there is something you're keeping internally, you know, at least open up to an, into a sense and like, let's talk about it. Let's work on this communication. Let's figure it out. And that way it'll help from a bigger problem coming down the road. Is what I'm trying yeah. To try. yeah. Definitely. yeah. Yeah. No, that is so true. And a lot of the time it's how you communicate as well, because yeah, like a text message and I've had that as well. You think, well, why has that person said that? But actually you've taken it wrong. And that's why I love voice notes. Any, any of my clients will get a voice note because then you can actually say how you're feeling and you get to know that person as well, rather than I don't know, a general text message that you just think, oh, actually, they've taken that completely wrong or I didn't mean to say that. But it comes out completely differently. So it's how you interpret that. But also figuring out how you talk to people as well, as in like how you come across to people. Sometimes you might be upset or angry about something and you are just coming home and you're really angry about something that's happened at work and you're not what you're not 
upsetting your partner you're just venting and then your partner then can then think well why is he having a go at me I haven't done anything wrong and it's not that it is just that they're venting because they because you're there and they've had a really bad day at work but then that can then cause issues because you you'll then automatically on the defense and be like whoa stop why are you having a go at me I'm not having a go at you I'm just telling you my day and I see that a lot as well and and that comes back to listening so instead of going, instead of interrupting and be like, okay, well, this is what I think. Let that person say what they have to say in anything, even in an argument. Let that person say what they have to say, listen, agree or disagree, and then say your piece. Because half the time, everybody will be like, blah, 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 and you can't get a word in edgeways and no one listens. And then you're both annoyed. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and this is just my perspective or my experience that I'll, some people just want to vent and just want to get out there and they don't expect really a lot of people to fix their problems they just want to vent and just get it out rather than keep it internalized and just mm-hmm. and, and i'll do the same thing it's just like i actually would just want to open up and just get it out rather and like just be heard rather than just you know i don't need you to fix my problems just just hear me out and then you know yeah. let me say it out loud right and just yeah. for some reason i even just doing that for me in a couple of different scenarios i wasn't always like that but mm-hmm. I've made myself become like that where certain people I'll vent to and that, you know, you trust and you can find me. And I feel instantly better afterwards. Like, ah, like, wait, this got lifted off your shoulders. Right. And that's what a lot of people just want. I think, I don't know if you have different thoughts, but yeah, they just want to be heard. No, that is true. Definitely. And I think some people will come back and think, well, then they're, they're really venting or there's something wrong. What should I do? And then that person's then getting anxious or attacking their partner in like a verbal way but then that also again that's more good communication because if you feel that you can't go back home to your partner and vent you then don't and you bottle it all up and then if they're loading the dishwasher wrong or i don't know they've put the washing out wrong you then have a go at them you're like what what have i done wrong (laughs) so it's a big one and kind of going back a little bit here in the modern world is it tough for relationships to work now and I guess because of so much, it's so easy to, with social media, you know, slide in people's DMs, if that's what you want to say, and, mm-hmm. you know, and like spending time with others, just that, and I don't know what the statistics are with divorce rates and people just leaving one another, but it's almost, I guess what I'm asking is that it's say when people have these problems, rather than just fixing them, it's just almost easy now just to say, let's get a divorce, we'll figure it yeah. out, screw it, yeah. you know, we'll do it. We'll, it is, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, it really is because it's easier now to get a divorce. It's easier to just go, right, okay, I don't care, I'm done. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, previously, I don't know, say 50 years ago, it was really hard to get a divorce wherever you were in the world and you had to work at it. But now it seems like you don't really want to work at it and if you have to. Work. Relationships are really, really hard. Like I've been together, or my husband and I have been together 22 years. So well, it's <laughs> it is like a give and take thing. But there are also different stages in your relationship where, or different stages within you as well. So it might be that you've grown and you've changed a little bit, but then your partner is slightly further behind you, and then they catch up, and then it can. It's like a massive give and take thing. But you both want to have it you both want to work at it and if one of them if one of you isn't working at it then that's where the breakdown is because you think okay so how can i now 
walk backwards a little bit? How can I help my partner get on the same page as me? How can we work together to work this out? Do we want to work? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. out do or you not want to work it out like do you have kids if you don't have kids then it's easier to to go your separate ways but then if you do have children and you want to go your separate ways or you want to stay together are you doing it for the right reasons because if you stay together and you've got children but you're not happy no one's going to be happy the children or the family or the the whole family dynamic the whole family unit is not going to be happy so it is yes it is easier to get rid of that and just say goodbye but then also it just comes down to communication as well (laughs) always is that yeah do you think and i guess i was listening to a podcast and it was something about you know how people are having less children now and more men and women are actually trying to continue their careers to be in higher positions and they're kind of putting, you know, putting children off or they're getting, you know, higher education, better jobs and whatever than either 30, 40 years, or I don't know, whatever it was, or, you know, they're just yeah. like, oh, well, we're not having children now, or whatever. But do you think just because of that mindset where people were actually more able to go to school, get better careers, and depending on when they start with their partners or find their partners, relationships, whatever, they kind of drift apart just because in that sense that they think they're on the same page when like kind of what you said earlier, but now, 10 years down the road, like, oh, I have different morals and values where I want to actually continue doing this. And then partner B doesn't really think that way anymore and just says, well, I want to do my own thing too and achieve my own goals rather than grow together and make a huge empire together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think you have to be on the same page with that as well. Like you have to be there for your partner. They have to be there for you and you have to want that for your partner So if they do want to go and chase that massive goal and be, be really high up in their job, your partner should be there for you and encouraging you, not, not taking you down. And I think that's where relationships break down as well is that that other person becomes jealous or I've just got a director's job, but my partner hasn't. And he then feels bad that, yeah, that I've done better than him. Like whatever the word is in inverted commas and stuff, but it's, it just, yeah, your partner should be happy for you, but then also should understand that you will get there one day. Or if you keep working at it and you constantly are talking to each other about where you want to be and telling each other your goals and dreams, and then each person in the relationship can then support one another. And sometimes that support system breaks down. And then that's when people will just start scrolling on their phone or they just drift apart. 
And I see a lot of clients as well that have had affairs because they haven't had that relationship. They haven't had that connection in that relationship. So then they've gone elsewhere to find that thrill or they've gone elsewhere to find that attention that is needed. And to come back from that is a serious thing. But at least if you know where you've gone wrong, that is the main thing. And it is about spending quality time together as well. Like going back to what we were saying earlier about work-life balance, Mm -hmm. you need to have boundaries. Boundaries is a big thing actually in relationships because you need to have boundaries from your work. Like especially most of us are still working from home. You need to close your laptop down or shut your laptop down whenever you properly should finish, like maybe five o'clock. Do do not send emails or things like that if you can until the next day. You need to have family boundaries and no phones at dinner time. Or do you sit around the table as a family and have a meal? Or if you're just a couple, do you sit down together, turn off your phones, turn off the TV, talk about your day? Even if you're like here, I'm, I'm working from home. My husband's downstairs. He works from home. And we hardly see each other unless we're in the kitchen having a cup of tea or something. <laughs> but we know to, to close off laptops and then be with the children after school and things like that. So it is, it's hard because yeah. you don't want to be constantly on your phone. And then again, I don't know, like if you've got children, once they've gone to bed, you then just sit on the sofa, watch TV, but you're not actually talking. You're just watching TV. So really, you're not actually, you are together. You're physically sat there together, but you're not actually there together because all you're doing is just sat there. You're scrolling on your phone. You're watching TV. You're not doing anything. So once a week or maybe twice a week, have like a date night for yourselves, not even to go out if money's an issue. Just have a date night in, like play some board games, turn off your phone, turn off the laptop, do everything and just come back to having fun. Like, why did you get together in the first place? What what excited you? What was exciting about the relationship in the first place? What attracted you to your partner in the first place? And try and go back to that, because especially when we are competing against each other, especially in big, high power, powerful jobs, mm-hmm. you start to lose sight of the person that you were, that you're becoming, and as a couple. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And just because, you know, in again, like when, you know, this little growth journey mindset podcast thing, whatever you want to say that I'm doing that, you know, learning the art of communication is extremely overlooked, I think, in on all areas of life. And and I remember starting this podcast and people were like, you know, why are you doing that? And just I was like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I need to. But yeah. over the course of this, like I'm hitting the coming up on my second year. But over the course, like Thank I've you. noticed that. You know, when talking with people like yourself, that I can open up a little bit more and use my words better instead of just saying simple little quips, I guess, and just ending the conversation. But I feel more like when I was talking about venting a bit before, I got more, I'm able to open up a little bit more and express how I am truly feeling about stuff. And not only with just (laughs) podcasts, but my relationships or even, you know, with, or even my work friends and even my gym bros and all that good stuff. And that, you know, it's almost making a deeper meaning of my friendships and if, you know, my relationships, if I have one again or whatever. So yeah, there's a, there's a, it's almost an uh, underlooked value, I guess, is communication because you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't need to, yeah. you know, I don't need to open up to them, but it's like, Hey, there's something about it. Even if you can just do it a little bit, I'm not saying go out and start a podcast or anything, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, but, but just go out there and do a little, little something. And you can find the benefits. If you just keep 
doing it, I guess. Sorry. I yeah, guess. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Because also as well, communication isn't just about talking. A lot of people find or struggle, especially I find that in my clients that they don't like to talk and don't like to open up because we have been taught in society not to talk. And now I suppose in the last five, 10 years, we are opening up, especially men's mental health and things like that. But communication doesn't just have to be speaking and talking it can be touched so if you have a person like even your gym bros you could just go and have a hug can yeah, i have a hug please yeah. i need a hug <laughs> they yeah. don't have to ask questions it's just that like, i just need that hug and then you just feel so much better just like human touch <laughs> i used to think that was really weird especially in college and everything like you know hugging your bros or whatever but yeah you know, I went out and had some drinks with one of my, I was in his wedding a couple months ago and oh, cool. as we were leaving, we hugged each other and I was like, that was nice. And I was like, yeah. it was weird for me at the same time too. But like, yeah. as I, was, I try to play it cool and I got, I don't even know if it was planned or what, but it was like, all right, see you later, man. You know, it was like, oh, oh that's yeah. Really and it was like, felt yeah. good. even though like all the stereotypes is like, you know, don't hug people. You got to be yeah. a man. Don't show love or express your yeah. feelings or emotions. Like, man, it was fine. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I think especially with what's happened in the last couple of years, everybody is a bit wary now as well of, I don't know, like strangers and, mm-hmm. and touch and things like that. But we have been taught over the last couple of years not to be around each other. Yet as human beings, we need that connection. We need to be together and we need to touch each other because immediately when you touch each other's hands or your arm, you release these happy hormones, the oxytocin, your your love hormone, and you immediately start to feel better. So your serotonin levels should be right up here and your cortisol levels should be low, but most of the time they're the other way, like you're really stressed out, you're anxious, you don't know where to go, what to do. And by just touching that other person or just running up to someone and go, I need a hug, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you can because you also get that energy from someone as well of that person is okay to hug and I do need that hug or yeah, just a gentle touch or anybody in your family or anything like that. But yeah, some people be like, Oh no, don't touch me. But then you can then do other ways of, of communicating. So writing down something like journaling, journaling practices. I say that to a lot of my clients, write down something if you're struggling because you don't actually have to say it. And if you don't want to write it down, say it in a voice note on your phone and you can just delete it or if you're worried that your partner's going to find find your journal write it down it's coming out of your head and then you can just throw it away or burn it or whatever you want to do so yeah different forms of communication help in different ways i want to move this a little bit into your yoga part and just ask you know like are you when you're helping people heal are you doing yoga with them or is this a completely separate thing Yes, we do that as well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it is like a whole healing modality, yoga or any form of movement, even if you've only got three minutes in the morning to get up and rush out the door to work, even if you just do a few stretches, that immediately wakes up your body, wakes up your cells. It makes you breathe better for you then to get the oxygen into your body, into your lungs, which then goes around your blood system, oxygenates your blood, oxygenates your brain for you to feel good. So So even doing five minutes of yoga a day will really, really help. And any form of exercise as well. You don't need to go to the gym like every day for an hour every day. You can do it three times a week and you will then start to see phenomenal benefits, even just how you feel mentally. But yes, by doing yoga, 
or meditation or Pilates or I don't know, weightlifting, HIIT class, any form of exercise will make you feel good because it's getting those endorphins and then you start to feel happier. So then when you're feeling low and you're in a slump by doing any yoga exercise or anything, you then immediately feel better and you think, oh, actually, yeah, I'm going to do yoga tomorrow because I woke up grumpy and then I did yoga and it made me feel so much better. So by bringing yoga into that part as well, into the relationships, it it comes from more of a self-care point of view, self-healing point of view that I've woken up really bad today. I don't know how to deal with myself. So I'm just going to do some sun salutations and I'm going to feel better in three minutes time. And I know that because I did it yesterday and I felt better. So yeah, it's completely, and a lot of people, especially men will say, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible enough. Well, you don't need to be flexible to do yoga because as long as you're feeling that stretch, that's all that matters. And it doesn't matter if you can't touch your toes. That's that's fine too. <laughs> uh, I've, I've really enjoyed yoga. And I've done, I've done it a handful of times during where I used to work in recreation. And uh, we, yeah, we would teach class. Well, I wouldn't teach them, but I would go to the classes where people would teach yoga and we would, you know, yeah. review it and stuff. But it was, you know, just, you know, setting down, like, even if it was like 15, 30 minutes and just holding a certain pose and, you know, just feeling that stretch. It was always nice so i remember just leaving i was like man i needed that because you know i'm one of these crossfit guys and i hate oh, I, I personally hate stretching and everything and but i do <laughs> but not to the extent of like what yoga does and just that yeah. okay my body act i can actually feel it within my body it's like it actually didn't need that and i feel better afterwards yeah and, yeah and just even my not only mentally but you know physically it's just like oh okay work that kink out a little bit but and it's also cool to i guess in a competition kind of mindset for me that you know when holding these certain poses that are extremely tough you know like you said some guys can't do it or whatever and I, when i'm able to do it I like, got them you know whatever yeah <laughs> so, like yeah and this and that and plus and that makes me feel good too but you know that's but that's i'm not saying it's got to be competitive but just being able to know within yourself yeah. that you can do stuff like that yeah and, and even though it's you know not part of the norm or whatever but it's just nice yeah right? yeah, yeah definitely because actually a few months ago on a monday evening i have a public class and I had a guy come with his wife and she, he came to me and he said, Oh, it's my first time that I've done yoga. My wife says it's really easy. Is it? I was like, well, I'm not going to judge that. You, you decide <laughs> when you finished. And then we finished. And I was like, so how was that? Oh my word. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it is hard to well, start with. But if a person's just been sitting on the couch for the last 10 years and absolutely not doing yeah. anything, then yeah, it's anything. I mean, going yeah, for a physical walk will be kind of tough for them. Yeah. So, yeah. You Definitely. just got to find out where you want to start at and go for that. And like, yeah. And just keep at it. Like when you know that, okay, if you have a goal in life, if you have a goal to be in a certain fitness level, I guess you could say yeah. that, okay, we'll start here and we'll see where it progresses from there because, yeah. you know, like I like trying to do crow's pose now and go into a handstand. Oh, uh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool can you do crow pose to plank like uh, push back uh i've never tried that actually i didn't know you could do that i'm gonna try that i'll try yeah, that yeah. when i get to the gym tonight i'm gonna try it yeah you'll find that probably quite easy especially if you're going to try to do handstand or come into headstand that's probably all right actually because you can fall forwards but don't <laughs> like you, you got a whole like to a full plank and like yeah yeah so kind of just jump back okay. into a high plank yeah Proposed to plank. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm gonna try this tonight when I get to the gym. I love doing that one. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I love crow pose. Yeah. Yeah, it was just. I uh, think it's uh, now it, it, with with CrossFit that is a really good 
yoga is really, really good because it is stretching you out and getting all of the muscles oxygenated that you need because you've just worked out so hard, especially the wads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, CrossFit actually kind of adapted their own form of yoga. And, and I don't know if they still do it now, but they called it Ramwad, you know, range of motion. Oh, or, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if they're still doing it now, but that's kind of where I first started getting into it. And I was like, well, this yeah. is kind of a lot because they would play, you know, soft music and you would have to lay on a mat. And I was like, well, this yeah. is like a yoga session. They're just not calling it that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I used to years ago teach a boxing club after their boxing sessions and they were so tight. Like the whole body was tight because you're standing in a certain stance or pose sure. that they would do. And then they're very like shoulder tight and their quads are mega tight. And so we used to kind of undo their muscles for when or after their actual sessions. And it was really, really good fun. I used to love that, actually. That was good. Yeah. You do, do, you, practice, do you practice yoga every day? Or yes. do you yeah. do it nice? Yeah, yeah. Even if, yeah, the kids are running around and they want to come and jump on my mat, they normally use me as, or I use them as a weight. So they'll be like jumping on my back and can we do tree pose? So I'm trying to balance with them. (laughs) Can we do lunges and walking lunges? Yeah, love it. (laughs) Um, Well, I know we're getting kind of short on time here and I don't want to keep you and all that good stuff. But um, I guess, you know, to wrap everything up, though, for people who are maybe struggling in relationships right now or anything, I mean, would you have any advice you would give them and to help them kind of get over this mountain or hump or whatever you want to say? Yeah. So uh, communicate with each other, sit down, go into like a neutral area um, and really just talk about how you're feeling. So let each other talk. Don't interrupt. Listen and then come back with your answers and figure out where you are with your self-care or your self-love. And if you can come from a place of calm and peace first, you can then accomplish anything. But also have fun in your relationship. Remember why you were together in the first place and bring that funness back. Go out on a date. If you have kids, just have a babysitter or something. Go out and have fun and really connect back up to the couple that you were, even if you haven't got children either. Just you've got so much work going on at the moment and yeah, you never really see each other, never have quality time together. Go and make time for yourself, like schedule it in. Uh, Even in your diary, schedule it in, go for a coffee, even just take an hour out together, go for a coffee. We always do that once a week. (laughs) So yes, those definitely. Cool. Um, well, Gemma, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this. This was fun. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. If people want to, find you or you want to plug all your services or whatever feel free to do that yeah uh, my website is www.easyyoga1y.co.uk and there is so much on there and i'm also part of paradise movement which is a paradise movement app lots of healing modalities on there you can search that on google and the apple app store and yeah i'm on instagram as gemma.haley.niece i'm always there or linkedin gemma haley niece um yeah so you can go and find me there you also have a podcast too right yes i do <laughs> sorry i forgot about that one yep hey, easy, yoga. Right. <laughs> <laughs> easy yoga all things relationships well-being and yoga so yeah you can get that on any of the devices that you get your normal podcasts on right, well, cool well thanks again and uh enjoyed speaking with oh, you. Thank you yeah it's been lovely thank you very much we're out of here folks see ya
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 